Monday, Patriots. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend, as I did. It was actually a very needed break. Um, got a lot of things done. Anyone who's ever been through the wedding planning hassle stuff, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. From a male's point of view, we're, I think the only thing that we actually don't mind doing is the cake testing. <laughs> Outside of that... Uh, Picking colors of flowers and centerpieces, and that's just not what we do. Not what we do. Show me, you know, where to stand. Tell me what day to show up, and I'll be there. <laughs> just like that. So, guys, um, as usual, I, I, I want to uh, thank everyone, you know, in the Patriot family. Um, we are definitely seeing growth by leaps and bounds on all of our platforms, as I stated last week, and it didn't stop. So we've retained a lot of our listeners, and people are coming back because they obviously know uh, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to uh, hold back the truth uh, to save feelings. You know, I it just I, – I really don't care. Uh, as long as what I'm doing is honest and true uh, and, you know, uh, godly at the same time. And I think all truth is godly. I had people in the comments and uh, on social media on some of these posts I put out, and they say, you know, I think someone spoke to the fact that he thought Josh Hawley was a bully, and I'm thinking to myself, you must be referring to him as a bully because the guy just – is honest, and when people's feelings aren't taken uh, into consideration as much as the honesty of what he's stating, you call that being a bully, and that's just not the case at all. The true, uh, the truth is true, no matter if I tell you or not. The sky is blue, whether I say it is or not. So that's the way that works. <laughs> Guys, if you uh, uh, wouldn't uh, do us the favor here and take the time to click that like, subscribe button, that follow button, depending on where you're watching this at, and uh, definitely come join the Patriot family. We would love to have you. Check us out at youronestopgiftshop.com, where I have an amazing selection of items there and something for everyone, trust me. Shipping to your house, always within three days and always free. So, 
definitely take the time to go check that out. And uh, let's get right into it. Let's talk about what's going on this week. We have some more trans stories. Obviously, there's one a day, you know, for being 1% of the population, supposedly. Um, they sure are in the news a lot. <laughs> for as much of a peaceful group of folks they are, they tend to stay in the news. So there's a trans high school runner at state championship um, that has kind of ruined everyone's day because this person in California, guess, you know, you didn't have to take a lot of brain power to figure out where that most likely happened. Although they're not alone. They're not alone and they're not exclusive. Um, but here we have a, a trans runner taking second place. And what that means is somebody else who was supposed to be uh, in that sixth place position uh, was in seventh. You know, we need to protect our girls and we need to protect our women's sports. Um, this is not fair. This is not fair to them whatsoever. And it's not right. And it's very arrogant to say that, you know, what you need to make you feel better about yourself, trans community is to come take a spot away from somebody, take a scholarship, take a place, take a record, uh, what have you, uh, just so you feel better at the expense of, uh, of a girl who's trained and has waited for these, these particular moments. And she's now competing against people to which she really doesn't have a fair chance. And even if you were to say, well, the trans runner only came in second place, it doesn't matter. If a trans person places in any sport, places, that displaces a girl who's supposed to be there, a woman who's supposed to be there. This is not, uh, this is not protecting our women, guys, and we definitely need to protect our women. Now, let's take a look at, at, a, at a good uh, little rally, nice little peaceful protest as they like to always label the things that they do. Um, these guys are arguing that they want kids to be mutilated. Uh, the law had passed in Tennessee that you had to be at least 19 years or older to get gender-affirming care, which is absolutely the moral and right thing to do. And next uh, is that there are no men and women sports. So these people are there and they're clashing with lawmakers after this decision has been handed down. It's been voted on. It's done. It's over. And now look what these radical, uh, violent mob, as they are, uh, do. And you'll see why they get the kind of respect that they do. I apologize. That's Adam Schiff. I mean, that's uh, Kevin McCarthy, rather. So take a look at this. I mean, as you see, they're, they're storming all over the place. Hey, look, uh, let, me, let me back it up. Let me back it up. There we go. So you see him have to grab him out. You know, she pushed her way in. He, she, I, I don't know what it was. But, um... I mean, this is this is what happens time and time again. And and the bad thing about it is that they are um, 
unable to imagine trying to be a police officer while at the same time deal with these kinds of issues and knowing that you know when you're dealing with people who have protective status you know because they're equal but they have separate separate status that makes them exceed our equality um you know because if you do something uh even in the in the in the uh in the moment in protecting yourself i i don't see a world where they don't try to use that protective status to get you hit with a hate crime so it's like so there, there goes equality right out the window. <laughs> I, uh, I can't believe that these are things that people have to argue about these days. Things that are absolutely on their face right and on their face wrong, but they, they don't care. They, they really do not care. It's all about them, and nobody else is considered. I mean, why in the world would you argue? For a child or, uh, you know, just to be able to mutilate themselves or make such a life-altering decision when they are not an adult, their brains are not fully formed yet, they haven't exhausted all possibilities. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's so selfish on the part of people that I'm sure are activists in the trans community that just want to grow their community. And they see this, uh, these children that are getting to a stage where maybe they're questioning uh, themselves and, and it can, at that point, maybe therapy or something uh, could be administered, but they don't want that. They uh, have gone so far in the public school system as to hide some of these things from the parents, the counselors uh, do, and they criminalize it when parents... Uh, talk about these issues, like the man in Texas who can't even have an interview and talk about the case and the situation because he was muzzled by a judge but says he won't follow the unconstitutional order and he's out there saying his piece and, and talking about how he believes it's so wrong. There was another clip where a woman who, who thought that her 18-month-old was transgender, 18 months old because they wanted to play with some tool set versus baby dolls, right? These people have some form of Munchausen syndrome where they need the attention and they're willing to uh, uh, put their child out there in, 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 in the spotlight in order to uh, make themselves look better, make themselves look more virtuous. That's what virtue signaling is. Look, guys, I'm with you. I, I believe everybody's equal. I mean, Look, even my own kid is this. You know, it's not that um, any of this is real, good, or true. The suicide rate in that community is through the roof. I don't know why anyone would try to force someone into that, uh, into a young age without first exhausting all other possibilities uh, of dealing with these kinds of issues. Just on their face, look at the statistics, and then you decide whether or not you would want your kid to fall into statistics where people are that emotionally disturbed and commit suicide. It's such an I mean, it's an immense rate. It's a tremendous rate. Well, on the other things here, Kevin McCarthy is uh, talking about this issue with Adam Schiff uh, quite extensively. And we have a representative uh, out there who has uh, filed uh, impeachment 
papers uh, against uh, uh, Schiff for what he's done. And let's see, it is, because I want to get her name right, <laughs> Anna Paulina Luna, a uh, rep from Florida, Wednesday unveiled a bill that seeks to remove Representative Adam Schiff, a Democrat from California, from Congress. And his claims of collusion between the former president, Donald Trump, and the 2016 campaign in Russia, he knowingly uh, and willfully did use his position on the House Intel to push a lie that ripped apart America at its core. We, it made everyone take sides, and he pushed this issue, in which we continually on this uh, channel, this show right here, we call that a coup. We call that a coup, and we call it treason. Because you knew what you were stating would lie. You said you had evidence you didn't have. You pushed this story, and you continue to push this story even now. So we know you can't backpedal on it because when given the chance to backpedal on it, he didn't. He doubled down. So now anything that happens to him as a result of the lies that he uh, uh, spewed and the position that he took even to this day, he will have no excuse when his time comes because he's still right now defending his position and stating that, the report was a farce. So, um, sorry to say, whatever happens to you happens to you, and it can be done to you at this point with absolutely no conscience because you have no conscience. So, let's take a listen to what McCarthy says uh, in regards to this. No, I'm raising the question to you. If, if the Democrats keep this priority, which they haven't held to their own members in the past. Right? And I think for Congress to work properly, just like every American, you should have due process, right? Because now what are we finding with the Durham case, right? Um, the Democrats rose and wanted to impeach President Trump based upon a made-up Russia collusion, where it was pushed in this Congress by Adam Schiff. They actually changed the rules of Congress not to do impeachment through judiciary. They went to Adam Schiff's committee. Adam Schiff went on television and said, I have proof, and lied to the American public. And he took this country down for four years, spending millions of dollars, but at the same time disrupting democracy. If you really care about democracy, can you lie and make a false report to take a president down going against what the voters have voted for, and you stay in office? Isn't that the question, guys? Isn't that the question? Because that's exactly what he did. He knowingly and willfully lied and concocted and kept uh, on uh, saying he had evidence that he didn't have, that it wasn't circumstantial, that it was irrefutable, and the, the public would soon see, soon see, soon see. But we never saw. It's coming. We, you'll see. You'll see you, no one ever saw. I, and I keep uh, alluding to this story, but when he stood out in front of the Hoover building waving that uh, manila envelope that he constantly said, the, the evidence is in here, you know, after he just got done meeting with the FBI who said, if you have evidence, we'd like to see it, and he had none. So the FBI knew he lied as well. You know, all of them knew he lied. Um, and, and it's... It's it's a despicable thing because what it really states is that we had a duly elected president who uh, was running our country and doing it quite well. But these people didn't care about that. They didn't care that the country was operating at such a high level. 
They didn't care that wages were up. They didn't care that people were succeeding, that people were excelling and coming off of the welfare rules uh, and, and more entrepreneurs were created in his term than at any other point in history. People were opening new businesses. Um, it was amazing. He created these opportunity zones. He would, the Abraham Accord had Israel talking peace with Saudi Arabia, UAE, Jordan, and others. This was something that was monumentous, and they just didn't like to see it happen. So, I mean, imagine a world where you had two political parties that um, agreed on the fundamentals like the United States doing well. Because if, if, if they did agree on those things and disagreed on, you know, how to perform other things, what, they, what the route was to get certain other things done, uh, you know, you would see a government something like this. They would have continued the Trump policies because they worked. Because they absolutely worked. And then they would have had certain other policies that they may have gone a different way about. But the core of the stay in Mexico stuff, that ha the immigration policies uh, that he put in place, uh, we would have continued the Abraham, the talks for the Abraham Accords. We would have done many, many things. I mean, but no, what did they do immediately when he got office, when he took office? That first week, he locked himself in a room, unlike what he did when he was campaigning and locked himself in his basement. And he sat there and he undid executive order after executive order after executive order giving away pens in the process. Look, here, here's a pen, commemorate me destroying America. Here's another pen. Here, Pelosi, here's a pen. This, you know, it, it, it was a consistent application of his ability to undo one good policy after another at the detriment of his citizenry, of his country, of the security, of the monetary policy of this country of the security of this country um it, it, the moral compass and the heart and soul of our country because he has flown in the face of what every american value has been this true uh, uh apple pie and you know a nuclear family and that sort of thing and and that that look that america has always put forth a very patriotic uh, we love our country, we love our history, we love our heritage. So what did they do? They went and started attacking all of those. Every single one of those things. America can't be great again because when was it ever great? That's what they say. It was great many a times. It, it was great when it, it, it reached down and, and decided that the, uh, uh, the slavery was a blot on the soul of this country and it had to stop. They were great. They were great when the NRA made sure that when blacks got their newly found rights after we freed them on the Republican Party uh, 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 in, what, in signing the Emancipation Proclamation and so forth. When the NRA was created, they made sure that black people were armed and able to defend themselves for very good reason because they knew not everyone was nice. Even at those times, not everyone was accepting. But you cannot say that about this world today. So what they do is try to invent things to make you think that they're in the ether. So they can't point to a specific instance of racism. So what do they do? They say they're systemic racism. Essentially, racism you can't see. It's just built into the existing system. Which, if it were, how could it be racist? Because we all are under that system. 
asinine. So it, it, it's not like people are out there making racial slurs on a daily, openly doing things the way that it was maybe in the South in the 40s, 50s, you know, uh, maybe as late as the 60s. I don't know. I uh, wasn't there. But, you know, for the reports that I read, the, the history that I've read without, you know, the way that liberals teach history, they don't go on the surface. They say, but what really happened or what really, and then it's all that other stuff. It's it's nuts. It, that's why we have microaggressions, right? Because they can't point to someone actually being racist. So they start alluding to ticks and little words they might have said that actually mean something over here different, like Pete Buttigieg when he tried to say that traffic was racist. <laughs> Highways are racist. We've bumped our damn heads, man. We are all one people. We are all one people. The difference between white folk and black folk is one thing and one thing only, melanin. That's it, melanin. And your beliefs, and that's about it. it, it and most of the things I can say uh, about, I mean, I got, you name it. I'm, my, my family looks like the United Nations. So uh, don't fall under that category at all. Zero. Period. That that doesn't happen. But they would really like you to believe that it happens. And I and I often state this, but most of these guys today do it in such a way to where as if it's not that you have to uh, not be racist, but you have to you're by, you're racist by default, and then you have to prove that you're not racist. You know, it's like it's like at, at every and at some point, uh, you know, as a as a as a person who's uh, a Caucasian or whatever that are thrown into some of these scenes and, and have workplaces that actually have uh, these uh, DEI policies and so forth have to go about in, a, in an apologetic manner uh, for being just a human, a, but a white one. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. What happened to the land of the free, the home of the brave, one where we fought for civil rights where the Republican Party uh, put it all on the line uh, to make sure that uh, we have a country that is truly inclusive and equal, not equity. Because equity is insurance of outcome. Equity is a dirty word. Equity equals theft. That's what equity equals. You can't fix one wrong by committing another wrong. But that's essentially what they're doing. This is what Biden wanted to do when he said that if you have an 800 credit score, but your neighbor doesn't, and you're going to end up paying more because your neighbor doesn't. This is not supposed to happen. This is a terrible lesson. We don't, we don't prosecute criminal activity no more. We see people getting hurt uh, left and right. We had two more people being pushed uh, in the subway on the train tracks uh, yet again after the Neely incident. Uh, and that sort of thing, and I'll say it, and I'll say it again. Listen, Daniel Penny has to have his day in court. The way that went down uh, with the chokehold and, and, and the whole thing, I understand what his intentions may have been. His intentions obviously were not to take that man's life. They put him in a, cover, a, a recovery position afterwards, and the whole thing, yes, I, I honestly 100% agree. That's exactly what took place, and I don't believe his heart uh, was in a place to intentionally wanted to have murdered this man at all. But uh, that's just the thing. There are differing points of view on that subject. And 
So the only right or correct thing to do is have a day in court. Unfortunately, that day in court uh, really boils down to uh, a court in New York City. And that's the sad part right there. It's in New York City, so it's it's not necessarily going to be a fair one. It's not going to be a fair one. Look at look at what they just did to Trump with with the sexual abuse deal with that E. Jean Carroll person who didn't even know what year the assault happened and had so much to say about Trump. This gives you a a, a perfect idea of the people that are going to be on said jury uh, for this man. So pray for him because he needs our prayers. Um, and and uh, it definitely needs our prayers. And the people of New York need our prayers too because this has to stop and God can wake them up. And that's the only way it's going to change people is for the blinders to be pulled off of people's eyes. This is spiritual and people need to wake up. So let's listen to the rest of what McCarthy has to say here. I'm going to back it up just a second because I want, to, I want you to understand what he's saying in the context of what he's being asked. Listen, listen closely to, to what he's saying here for and you stay in office that raises a serious question now the same thing that comes to George Santos he's gotten indicted but he still has a process I don't want to wait around for the courts to act what I would like to do is have the house take action and have a process here so let's send it to, to ethics which is an equal number of Republicans and Democrats we've got on there the the chair is Dave Joyce a former prosecutor who understands and I think they could do this work rather rapidly and come back and report to the full house on what they find. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation. So that is, uh, that right there, that was Mises. I absolutely love that guy too, but uh, no. So I had to run over and plug another light in over there. My assistant just takes off, but in any case, you're fired. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I mean, George Santos and that whole situation, right? We definitely know. Uh, that the right is different than the left in this regard. And this this is uh, very easily uh, proven. And what I mean and what I'm referring to is the fact that um, we, we don't take the side of people who do wrong, who commit crimes and break laws. We're not standing with you. I don't care if you're right or left. On the right, we have a long track record of our incumbents uh, resigning their post after doing something, uh, uh, committing a crime, whatever, and we do seek uh, uh, criminal charges on people who break the law, and the law should be applied equally. Now, are there exceptions to that rule? Have there been Republicans throughout time who's, who have committed things? I'm sure, but it's not the rule. It is the exception. Um, and I, I can tell you there are several Republicans who I have absolute contempt for for the things that they've done while they were in power or decisions they made. George Bush, for example. I'm not a fan at all of George Bush. I'm not a fan at all of uh, the, what he did and uh, what he, all the lies that he told and the Patriot Act and the Project for New American Century. I can go on and on and on for hours about that guy. 
um, his family has really dark ties uh, in the past to things that are completely anti-American. I mean, and I'm serious, completely anti-American. Look up Brown Brothers Harriman or Hamburg American Shipping Lines. I won't say no more. Take a look at his past. But this uh, debt ceiling uh, getting raised and this situation with um, uh, these guys trying to essentially state that they're not going to curve spending. Any way, shape, or form, they're not going to curve spending. They're unwilling to negotiate. However, now all of a sudden they are willing to sit down and talk. They realize they're not going to get their 210 votes. They're not going to get the five Republicans to cross over and vote with them so that they can circumvent the authority of Kevin McCarthy. So let's listen to uh, this box, uh, Fox Business interview about just that. Listen. And I'm talking about Adam Schiff, Florida Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna has filed a resolution to expel the California Congressman Adam Schiff from Congress. She so, said oh, his claim of the Trump-Russia collusion cost American taxpayers millions of dollars. It certainly divided our country incredibly. Back in July of 2020, I pressed former Obama senior advisor Valerie Jarrett about how this entire investigation began in the first place. And when I spoke with Valerie Jarrett, this was the first comment we actually got from the Obama administration on this whole made-up story of Trump collusion. Watch this. Do you believe if Jim Comey knew that the dossier was fake and garbage and he kept going, re-upping warrants to spy on the Trump campaign, that he should go to jail? I don't understand why our focus isn't on what's happening right now and today. That's the investigation I'd like to see well, going on. Well, what's happening right now is we are learning, Valerie, what's happening right now is we are learning the details of what took place. And we are getting official confirmation that the FBI knew that the dossier was garbage. Did you want General Flynn to be unmasked as well? Maria, no. I was not involved in any of those conversations. Aren't you worried about how... We're going to have a safe and fair election? Yes, that's why I'm asking you this question. That's what, Valerie, that's exactly why I'm, wor I'm asking you these questions, because I am a patriot and do not want to see people in positions of power put their finger on the scale and make up a story that there's collusion with a foreign power when there's absolutely no evidence of that. Congressman, we tried to search for the truth. We told the truth around this whole Russia. So, as you can stay, I mean, you saw with your own two eyes. I thought that was the other clip, but when I saw it, I just went with it. Because, I mean, it, it's it's just one more uh, one more thing. And uh, huh. whatever that is. Uh, so, it's just one more uh, one more uh, 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 charge and, and another another perspective thrown at the situation with Adam Schiff. And as you can see in that particular instance, uh, once again, they're even when faced with the truth, not right and left, right and wrong, very simple. They still do not, uh, they, they don't care. They're going to stick to the lie. They're going to, uh, they're going to cling to party lines, that sort of thing. And they don't give a damn about what's true and what's not. So, if you if you actually care about right and wrong versus right and left, these sorts of things are going to uh, absolutely infuriate you because 
what it must mean that you're unwilling to accept the fact that the Durham report proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that the collusion was between the FBI and the Democratic Party and still is because they have not changed course, apologized, no one's been held uh, accountable or responsible, but they will be. Uh, but these things that they're showing you are absolutely solid. There is no... Uh, there is no excuse for what took place and there's no other explanation. We know the story. So the fact that we know the story, and even though we know the story, they're still pushing the lie, tells you that they they have no uh, regret whatsoever for misleading uh, and misguiding and lying to and manipulating uh, the public. And for that reason, the, the, because they did it intentionally, that person should not be able to hold office. This is not a political issue. If they're willing to lie to meet their agenda, Americans aren't safe. Not just Americans on the right, but Americans on the left too. Because this is this is their character. This is their character. They're not doing these things, these lies they're telling, they're not doing to benefit the left. They're doing to benefit themselves. They are not in the position that they're in because they actually care about the people that they give a damn. No, that's not it. What they're doing is protecting and caring about themselves and their own bottom lines. That's why so many of them go into office poor and leave rich. Right? I mean, all the insider trading that takes place, um, it's, it's all very sick. And I've said this before, but when Obama made the law stating that Congress could no longer insider trade, you are thinking to yourself, what the hell? When were they ever allowed to insider trade? When is anyone ever allowed to insider trade? So why in the hell he had to make a law stating that about Congress? I'll tell you why. Because in order to make that law, essentially what you're saying is before that, it was okay. Because by very virtue of me passing this law. When it wasn't okay, and since there was no law ever created before, except for the one that said United States citizens are not allowed to insider trade. And they are citizens of the United States. They're covered under that same clause. They don't get to have some type of immunity the moment that they get elected that allows them to know the inside scoop uh, at companies and what's going on with the market so they can enrich themselves. So it's, it's a terrible uh, when you finally get to see the curtain pulled back and get to see these people for who they really are and what they really are because now when you have the truth and you're faced with the evidence and they lie to you, what what are you what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You just gotta see them for who they are. It's like those villains at the end of Scooby Doo that get unmasked and they say, You meddling kids. There's gonna be saying, You meddling Durham. <laughs> so in any case, folks, it's been great hanging out with you on this Monday. And Patriots, like I said, thank you so much for the outpouring of support. Um, it's 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 been overwhelming, and and we definitely appreciate it. Continue to go check us out on the PatriotsPrayer.com uh, newsletter in the works. Uh, you can sign up for it there. Uh, you can send a message to us on any one of the social platforms uh, that we are on, and that we do have now. Uh, TikTok.com forward slash the Patriots Prayer. Uh, yes, I broke down and I got one. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was not really at peace with it in, in my in my heart of hearts. But um, I took one of the devices, to be quite honest with you, 
I care very little about, and I loaded it on that device. <laughs> it is on a segmented guest wireless network and connected to nothing else. <laughs> because I'm that, I am that concerned over that particular piece of software. But believe it or not, there are a lot of people who use that. And so I figured, you know, what the hell, it's it's worth uh, getting our viewership up and, and pointing people to these platforms. Uh, our Rumbles, iHeartRadios, Amazon Musics, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, and so forth. It's worth every bit of that. So, guys, it's been great hanging out with you this Monday. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, silent majority, you need to stop being silent and start speaking up and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.